Blog Talk Radio. How's it going? I'm doing all right, man. Glad to have you on this special night, man. Glad to be here, as usual. Thank you. 
And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out this episode. On today's episode, we're going to talk about, um, you know, the Survivor Series, um, you know, aftermath of, you know, the, you know, the fall classic of WWE. Talk about, of course, Undertaker's uh, final farewell. You know, the, the what happened at the pay-per-view event. And, of course, what's going on in the latest rumors and news in sports and entertainment and everything else. So, of course, we're going to talk about what's going on with the hot stove with the Mets and Yankees, uh, football with the Giants and the Jets, and you know, everything else. So, most importantly, um, you know, the number is 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So, feel free to talk, of, talk about any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, with that said, um, yeah, let's let's um, lead off with, uh, you know, Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving was just yesterday. You know, I hope uh, all of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, you know, spending some time with your loved ones or, or the few that you can, you know, because of COVID, because, you know, everybody got to stay, you know, stay indoors and, because uh, this year is like no other year, you know, none of us have ever experienced, you know. So hopefully you all stayed safe and try to make the most of uh, this strange uh, year we, we've been having. Uh, so how was your um, Thanksgiving yesterday? Oh, it was great. It was great. Uh, you know, ate a lot of food. Uh, you know, spent time with family, got to see some family members, uh, watched some of the Thanksgiving parade on TV, watched some movies, um, some sports. It was a good day, a pretty good Thanksgiving. You know, it, it was a re- relief from everything that we've gone through this year, um, you know, during this pandemic. So, but uh, it was a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, man, I, I hear you. Likewise, I, you know, I spent time with my you know, with my family, you know, they eat some food, of course, you know, for Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I had a, you know, a good time with that bowel, you know. So I'm glad, uh, you know, it was, you know, we all made the most of it. Definitely. But um, as a sports fan, Mac, you know, what would you say you're most thankful for? You know, as a sports fan. Wow. I mean, I, for this year, I guess just having sports alone, you know, because, you know, during this pandemic and, you know, the shutdown, it looked like that, you know, all sports were going to be discontinued for the year. But, you know, fortunately, you know, these leagues were able to work out a way for, for us to have live sports action and, you know, play games without having fans or limited number of fans in these stadiums and arenas. So I'm very fortunate that we, you know, got to have sports this year. You know, got to have, uh, you know, a shortened baseball season, but it turned out to be, you know, a, a good baseball season, you know, despite everything that went on. Um, yeah, so I'm just uh, thankful for that, you know. 
So we got sports during this uh, crazy year. Absolutely, man. Uh, you know, I'm with you. You know, just having some sports, you know, you know, it's basically a miracle because mm-hmm. um, everything, every, even though everything was out of whack, you know, season-wise, especially in NBA, you know, they had the, the, they had to pause everything, you know. Then they had to do the bubble, you know, for the for the for the the um what the top eight teams to to compete, you know, to, in the in the bubble. And then afterwards, they had to play in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, it's just a miracle that the the season was able to, you know, get done. And obviously, you know, the Lakers eventually won um, baseball. Had so many outbreaks, you know, most notably with the Cardinals and the the Marlins, and uh, you know, obviously the Dodgers would eventually win that. And um, yeah, it's just it's just um, it's just great that we, you know, we have a, a you know a, a season, you know, because yeah. there's so many outbreaks, and um, I. Well, what can I say? Like, you know, I'm I'm just grateful that, you know, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, you know, considered. Yeah. Right about that. But me, I, I would say what I'm most thankful for, I guess, would be hope. You know, as a you know as a a local, you know, sports fans for teams that are. You know, uh, obviously, all of the worst sports teams in the city. You know, there's actually some hope. You know, obviously, with the Mets, you know, we have new ownership with Cohen. You know, he, you know, he has the right attitude. He's saying the right things about changing the, you know, the the dynamic of, you know, the franchise and, you know, snapping this uh, thirty-plus year um, championship drought since '86. Um, so you know that's definitely something to look forward to, and then you got the Knicks. Shockingly, I, I mean Knicks and Hope. We haven't we haven't said that we haven't said that since probably 2000. You know, oh, yeah. or or we had a lot of false hope. Oh, maybe Larry Brown will help us. Maybe Phil Jackson will help us. Maybe this guy. Maybe that guy. Maybe you know, you know, there's always some you know false hope, but this this time, you know, the Knicks actually have some. Something you could like look forward to, like actually drafting well, you know, this time. You know, I'm looking forward to see what Toppin and Quickly could do, you know, along with, uh, you know, R.J. Barrett and uh, Mitchell Robinson. You know, they got Tom Thibodeau, who, who's, you know, who's a, a great coach who's going to, you know, actually make them commit to defense and, um, you know, not to mention, you know, he has a, a you know a whole staff, you know, in the GM and in the coaching staff who, you know, who have you know a specialty in, you know, player development, and you know maintaining, you know, cap cap space, which you know is something with, um, that plagued the Knicks for a long, long, long time, until Donnie Walsh cleaned up the, that situation about a decade ago. Oh yeah, and then and then we went back into, um, you know, we went back into a tailspin after we fired him, 
And then, you know, we did that ill-fated Porzingis trade, which finally, you know, cleaned up the, the cap space, you know. So, it, but this time they're actually, you know, making a conscious effort to, you know, maintain cap space and actually using it on a, you know, on a potentially good player. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they're, they're actually preaching patience. So, even though, you know, we're, we're not having delusions of grandeurs of seeing a championship, you know, Nick's winning a championship anytime soon. But, I mean, it's good that they're actually going in the right direction for a change. Yeah, definitely. So, hopefully they could keep that up. Yeah, well, they're headed in the right direction right now. You know, they had a good draft. You know, they've freed up some cap space. Um, you know, this was signing of uh, Doc Rivers' son, Austin mm-hmm. Rivers, um, you know, it might help us. You know, he does mm-hmm. have some experience, bring some playoff experience to the team. So hopefully he can be uh, that veteran who provides some leadership to some of these younger guys. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know if you knew, know, um, you found out they they recently. I think they announced yesterday that the Doc Rivers deal is now a sign-in trade. Oh, really? So, yeah. So let me see what. Uh, so basically, um, you know, in addition to getting, uh, you know, Rivers, uh, we got the rights to um, guard Sergio Lule and uh, forwards um, Taja. Drive Trachovic and Alex Horvel. Um and then we also gave up uh the drafting rights to Yusef Sanan. So um, you know, basically the Knicks, you know, all the moves that they've been doing have been um, you know, making them you know, prepare for the the two thousand and uh twenty three draft where high school students can um actually be drafted. You know, and uh, yeah. The, by the way, the 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 Knicks are going to be playing their first preseason, preseason game on December 11th. For those who you know want to see how the new the new young players are, you know, are going to develop in their first preseason game. So you guys could you know mark your calendars for that one. But um. Yeah, I'm I'm you know, I'm looking forward to the to these young guys and seeing who's gonna emerge as the, the point guard. I mean, yeah, they they did re sign Peyton. I mean they did sign you know, they did sign in reverse. I mean, let's see let's see who's gonna who's gonna take the ball by the reins and lead the team. It should be good to see these guys develop, you know. Yeah, see how uh, you know they uh, they develop and how they play during this upcoming season. Yeah, there'd be some growing pains. Yep, I heard that. Um, uh, Barrett, you know, he's using the motivation that basically he wasn't picked for any of the all, you know, NBA teams, you know, this past season. So he's he's definitely trying to improve, you know, on the the type of player he is and. Now that he has a, you know, uh, you know, Coach Thibodeau, he's gonna have a, uh, you know, a system that that he could follow to, to improve him as a player. Yeah, hopefully. So, 
Hopefully that's the case. And then, uh, you know, shifting gears, um, the Jets, man, they're gonna they're gonna try to win a game, uh, you know, this this Sunday um, against their their rival Dolphins. But um, yeah, uh, Darnold Darnold is expected to to start his first game in a his his first game in a in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, and, and he's gonna battle it out against Tua, you know, with the with the Dolphins who who had a bad game last week. Um, to to be to me, um, you know, honest with you, man, I I think they might be rushing Darnold because he's been he's been injured a, uh, uh, you know, a lot this this you know this season. I don't know. Yeah. Flacco, he's been playing well. I mean, he threw what uh, five touchdowns in the in the last two games. Probably, you know, gave up an interception in each game. You know, costly ones, obviously. But I think I think they should have left um, Flacco in there. I mean, I, I know you want to see what you got with Darnold, but he's just been getting he's just been getting you know knocked around, you know. I don't know. I don't know if they want to rush him. I don't want him to get re-injured this Sunday, and then he's out for the rest of the year, and quite possibly, unfortunately, next year. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, he probably should uh, don't rush it. You know, let him uh, rest. And Flacco has been playing all right. Mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't been terrible. Mm-hmm. And it, it, against the Chargers, I mean, uh, in that game, they look like it was a they're gonna get blown out, but they did come back to make it a close game at the end. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, I think they should uh don't rush uh, Darnold. You know, he's in back into the lineup slowly. Mhm. And the year, I mean, the season's almost over. Every anyway, if they gotta just let him sit out for the rest of the, you know these remaining games and come back fully healthy next year, then do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, that's that's how that's exactly how I feel myself too. Because I mean, yeah, I understand that. Um, you know, you want to see what you have in Darnold, um, because you know they're you know they're in a very great position to to draft uh, Lawrence, uh, you know, for ne- for next year if you know. If uh, he does decide to to uh, be, go pro, the, uh, you know the next next season, but you don't know that. I mean, he might he might yeah. play he might go back to college one more year. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, to be honest with you, I think that's what he's going to do. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But you know, Darnold actually wants to be here. You know, I I don't know if Trevor Lawrence wants to come to this situation. You know, with the with the Jets. I mean, you know, time will tell. I mean, because the way how the Jets are playing, they they should definitely get the number one pick. You know. Well, yeah, they most likely will. And you know, if they keep playing the way they have, so could happen. Yeah. And they should, you know, try to use Gore. You know, he's a veteran. 
play the rushing and and try to and then and then you know the defense try to try to destroy Tua because he had his worst game of his of his um his career. Yeah, Dolphins so. are looking, and Dolphins haven't they've been playing decent, you know. Mhm. They're playing decent football, so yeah, it's another tough test for the Jets this weekend. No, because this season looks like they're 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 gonna they're gonna go winless, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they yeah. won't be like the Lions or and the and the Browns, yeah. you know, from years ago. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. But you want to talk about hope? Talk about the Giants. You know, the Giants. Oh, yeah. uh, um, you know they're they're in the hunt, even though they're under five hundred. Uh, I think Cowboys beat the the Redskins yesterday at the um you know the 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 um Thanksgiving Day game. Yeah, I mean the good thing for the Giants is is the NFC East division is horrible. It's been horrible all year, and mm-hmm. you, know, you had the Washington Football Team uh, defeat mm-hmm. the Cowboys. Um, I think they beat them for the second time this year, if I'm not mistaken. So, and Currently, I think uh, the Washington Football Team is leading the division at four to seven. Um, so, this division is still up for grabs. Giants are like what a game back, a game and a half, something like that. So, they can still easily win this division. You know, if they win some of these games down the stretch, you know, they've beaten the Washington Football Team, they've beaten the Eagles. Um, I think they probably have a game left with the Cowboys. So. Yeah, and they've been playing well um, for the most part this season for their coach. Uh, you know, they it's just that a lot of the these close games they haven't held onto the lead, and they've blown some of these games where they could have won them. But the last uh, two games, they you know they've been playing well. They've used Daniel Jones. Uh, they've allowed him to run more with the ball. Uh, Wayne Gallman, at running back, has been doing a pretty good job in replacement of. Uh, Devontae Freeman, who's injured. Um, and the passing game, it, you know, it, it still needs improvement, but it, they've been playing well. Defense has been playing really well as well. So, uh, you know, tomorrow's game, um, who did they play tomorrow again? I'm, I'm forgetting. Oh, um, Bengals. Bengals. They should win that game easily. Bengals mm-hmm. are not a good team, and they just lost their quarterback, uh, Joe Burrow. So, mm-hmm. Giants should win this game easily. Tomorrow, there should be no excuse. Yep, Giants have been capitalizing on a lot of quarterbacks, you know, being gone for the rest of the year, like, like, yeah. um, like Dak. Yeah, from, from you know the, the the Cowboys, which you know obviously they got their butt kicked by your your other divisional rival. Mm, yeah, but yeah, I think Giants are gonna pull this one off. Hey, they should. You know, the Bengals are not that good. So, Giants want to make a statement. Well, not a statement, but, you know, if they want to win this division, win that game tomorrow. And extend this winning streak to three. Absolutely. Shifting gears, um, baseball. Um, I don't know if you heard, but apparently Yadier Molina the former Met killer, he he um, apparently he spoke to uh, um, 
like a Spanish newspaper and basically said that there's five teams that are interested in him. And apparently Mets is one of one of the teams that are highly, you know, after him. Oh, okay. What what's your thoughts? Do you think the Mets should go after one, a guy who who's been a Met killer for over a decade? And B, even more importantly, he's a thirty eight year old catcher. Do you think Mets should take that risk, you know, even though obviously he's a future Hall of Famer and um you know, still one of the premier uh catchers in the game? Well, I mean, if you can't get Real Muto, you might as well just go after Molina, right? Sign it for one year, and then uh, you know develop uh, some younger guy to replace him. But yeah, I mean, if you can't get you know someone better, go for Molina, who has experience, who's who has a World Series ring. Yeah, why not? I'm kind of. I'm kind of on the fence on that. You know, I would prefer him to go after Real Muto, but... But if you can't get Real Muto, I mean, what other option do you have, really, right? I mean, th- there's there's James McCann, you know, that, that catcher. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a decent catcher. He, you know, he's, he's um became a better hitter, a decent catcher. But I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, Molina, I mean, obviously he's a... If he's if he could stay healthy, I mean he'd be a, a good addition. I mean, he's a clutch hitter. You know, obviously he's, you know, if you don't believe me, Aaron Howman, who gave up that home run to him in uh, '06. Oh yeah. You know, but I mean he he is, he, and, and if he comes here, you know, obviously it's gonna be a two year deal, because um, you know he he's not gonna leave um, St. Louis, which which is one of the five teams that are after him without him having at least a two-year deal. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously I want them to go after Real Muto, but, you know, obviously there's some concerns that, you know, Real Muto, you know, he, I think he deal with, dealt with a, like a hip injury um, this, this, uh, this um, past year, but, and obviously he, he's catching, you know. So, I mean, obviously that's a, uh, position where you know you you're gonna be injury prone and that is you know that's a that's a red flag but you know I do think that's the risk you, know, you take that is the risk you take I mean you want to get a guy who can help you win a championship yeah. or in Molina's case you know a guy who's been there you know so I mean I, I guess I guess I would be for it I mean if you can't get Riamuto. Yeah, I mean, what else option do you have? I mean, you know, I know you said McCann, but, you know, I, pre- I actually prefer Molina over McCann. Yeah, I mean, if he still has lightning in the bottle, you know, that that would be a good pickup. Um, oh, yeah, now, speaking of, you know, another guy who who's had a great career, Bartolo Colon, you know, the former Yankee and, of course, former Met. He wants to come back one more year and retire as a Met. Really? Wow. You know, this guy's like, yeah, what, he did have a very good... Uh, 48 years old or something like that? Yeah. I mean, he did have a very good season with you guys see, yeah. that one year, you know. But, hey, I guess if that's uh, if he can still pitch. And I, I, I believe he pitched very good his, uh, you know, uh, this past year or a couple of years ago, right? 
Uh, a few years ago. I mean, I know he pitched with Texas. Maybe it was two years ago. He didn't really pitch that well. But okay. I'll say maybe three years ago he pitched well. Okay. But um, I mean, if you if you want to come back as a you know bullpen guy, which I, I doubt he would, or I guess as an insurance, you know, give him a shot, see how see what he could do as a win. You know what I mean? Like a as a you know take a flyer on him. You know, like like uh, the Braves did with Charlie Morton. You know, he's he's thirty nine years old. I mean, that was the guy I wanted the Mets to go after. You know, after they they would hopefully hopefully sign Bauer. Um, but you know he signed with uh, Atlanta, so he could stay home closer to his home in Florida. So oh, yeah, you know that's a big pickup for the the Braves. You know, getting a veteran guy who who's uh, you know who has postseason experience. Uh, you know, pitch with the Astros as well. So I mean, a, a good move. And uh, you know, switching gears with the the um. Oh wait, wait, before I go to the to the Yankees, um, yeah, Steve Cohen, you know, he did an interview with SNY, and he revealed that he actually owns the the Buckner ball from, really? from the World Series when Buckner made the error. Yeah, he had, he owned it. Wow. Because apparently, uh, uh, someone he he um who who he works with, I think Andy Cohen, like this guy who works with him. You know, in his um in his company, he basically, you know, told him about the auction, and he thought it was going to be just a uh, hundred and fifty what thousand dollars to get the ball, end up being over four hundred thousand dollars. You know, but sure enough, he he got the ball. So wow, now he's going to put the ball in the Mets uh, museum. So that's another. That's interesting. Another great addition. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, there's gonna be, you know, what what Cohen has been saying, you know, he's gonna honor the past. You know, they're gonna bring back old timers day, banner day, and um, even even the black the alternate black uniform that the Piazza Mets, you know, were synonymous with. So, I mean, I I like his. You know him respecting the past and also creating a, you know, a new identity for the Mets, you know, to usher in a new era. So we'll see what happens. We, you know, we have to see what what they do in the free agency. Now shifting gears with the Yankees. Um, obviously, you know the Yankees are going to try to resign um, DJ Lemayhu. Yep, your cousin. Mm-hmm. There's a rumor that the the Yankees might try to re-sign Didi Gregorius. I heard about that as well. I would love the Gregorius to come back, but um, where is he going to play? I mean, we have uh, we have Torres, and we I mean, are they going to sign him and not bring Lemayhu back? Maybe that's that maybe, that, maybe that's the maybe that's the deal. Maybe if they don't. If uh, DJ Lemayhu leaves, which I strongly doubt that would happen, maybe DJ, I mean, uh, DB Gregorius would return That in that sense. Well, yeah, I mean, if they can sign Lemayhu, then, yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, DD was a fun guy. You know, he was a 
he became a great replacement for Derek Cheetah once Derek Cheetah retired. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see him back in pinstripe for not able mm-hmm. to sign LeMahieu, but right now I'm not even thinking about that. I want LeMahieu to be a Yankee, and mm-hmm. Yankees have to do everything in their power to make that happen. I mean, I'm hearing Astros are interested in LeMahieu. Can you imagine LeMahieu going to the Astros? I mean, mm-hmm. it's so weird, but... Uh, I'm hoping he come, he returns to the Yankees here. Well, it would be better than him signing with the Red Sox. Yeah, well, the Red Sox <laughs> suck, but I don't care about the Red Sox. <laughs> so. No, but I'm saying, like, you know, you know, obviously that would give another – it would be like the reverse of Wade Boggs coming to, your, yeah. to you. Or, or yeah. Dallas yeah, well, I, we've seen, you know, over the years, or players go from – We've got to go seen, way back. Well, it, I mean, it's not it's not out of the question because you've seen players go, you know, sign between both teams over the years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that did happen. It wouldn't it actually wouldn't be a surprise to be honest. Mm. Hopefully, it doesn't happen, but we shall see. Hopefully, he uh, signs with the Yankees here. He couldn't do any worse than uh, Jacoby Ellsbury. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but all seriousness, man, the the Yankees definitely got to resign that guy. And, I mean, Yankees oh, yeah. got the money, so there there's no way they're gonna let him go. I mean, unless he he has some beef, some some hidden beef with the Yankees. I don't know. I doubt so, it. I certainly doubt that. He looks like he he wants to you know retire a Yankee. So I think it's uh it's a non-issue. You know, but. You know, we'll see what we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. Once he turns on the dotted line. But yeah, let's uh switch gears to uh the Survivor series. What's your thoughts on uh you know, Undertaker's uh final farewell? I thought it was good. Um it could have been a bit better I thought. You know, there was something mm-hmm. lacking and in that in that ceremony, I thought everyone was gonna you know give him a hug and mm-hmm. get a speech. Those um, mm-hmm. then it was just like they just left Undertaker in the ring by himself, <laughs> just to you know mm-hmm. talk and and that was it. I just expected more out of it, but it, you know it's still sad to see him retire after all these years. You know, me being like the closer of every WrestleMania, but. Yeah, I mean, it's sad to see him go. You know, it's funny how you said that. He's the he's the tool of WWE. Yeah, he's like Mariano Rivera from WWE. You yeah, you know, he, yeah. He, you know, he's reliable, a reliable veteran who you can always count on. You know, to deliver. I mean, obviously, he rarely blows it. Like, obviously, him against Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, or you know, Mariano in 2003 and four and one, but, you know, those guys are Hall of Fame, first battle Hall of Famer, you know. Got that right. And you, you know, when you think of, when you think of the company, you think of those guys, you know, so, I mean, he had a great career. I mean, but like you said, it's funny how you mentioned that. Yeah, when, when, uh, when, you know, all the legends were there, you know, I thought it was going to be a lot more longer, you know, like they would have had, they would have said something. And then even more importantly, when Undertaker came, you would have thought, you know, they would have been there in the ring or outside the ring 
to, um, you know, to congratulate him and let him talk. Because it was, it was just so weird. Like, they, um, they had all the people in the ring. They faded out. Then they returned. Vince McMahon is in the ring. I, I guess the, the, all the wrestlers had, you know, first disappearing powers, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. It was like, okay, Vince McMahon's in the ring. Everybody left. I know. I mean, obviously, Vince McMahon, you know, was supposed to be there, obviously, but he could have been there with everybody there. I right. think there needed to be an addition and a subtraction. So, yeah, they could have had everybody say a little something about, you know, Undertaker, what he means to the business. Obviously, we all know, you know, how um, important he was and will always be to the wrestling business, especially WWE how he um, he was there, that one constant throughout all the major WWE era, you know, post Bruno San Martino, uh, you know, Nature Boy, uh, Buddy Rogers errors, you know, since like 90 on, he's always been there. Like the new generation, the Hulk Hogan generation, mm-hmm. you know, the new generation, the attitude error, the... Um, Ruthless aggression error, you know, the PG slash John Cena error, and then this error right here. You know, he's always been there, you know, changing changing his, his uh, you know, his gimmicks with the, with the times, you know, whether he was, you know, the, um, the, the old school Western look, you know, the biker look, um, and everything in between, you know. So, yeah. I mean, he's an icon that will always be, you know, respected and remembered. Yeah, no doubt about it. That is, you know, graced the ring for over two decades. And he's been a main, he's been the main eventer of WrestleMania, you know, since 1992, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's gonna be weird not seeing him, uh, you know, be part of the main event in upcoming WrestleManias. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, ever since he defeated under um, Hulk Hogan for, like, his first title reign, I mean, he's he's just been a main event guy, even though he hasn't had, like, a lot of title reigns. But, you know, he's, you know, he's always that main event guy, whether he's chasing the title or he's holding on to the title. You know, he's always... Mm-hmm. That major draw. You just reminded me of something. Um, when they when WCW fired him, uh, I think they said it was Ole Anderson um, who said that um, that basically, you know, no one's gonna no one's gonna pay money to. He's never gonna be a draw. No one's gonna pay their money to see him wrestle. Wow. Okay, I mean, I, we all know, you know, we all know um, that that was a big understatement. I know. Yeah. That's the thing to say. I know. And then not to mention uh, Undertaker's streak. You know, once it got to 10-0, and 0, it was like, um, you know, it, it organically went to 10-0 and 0 without them even knowing until, like, once it got, you know, right before he faced uh, Ric Flair, that's when they realized that Undertaker was 9-0 and 0 until, you know, he defeated Ric Flair. That's why at the end of the Ric Flair match, he – Shows, you know, he does. Um, you know, he he pointed, he he counted his, you know, the wins on on all, all ten of his fingers. Mm. 
which I remember. I'm like, oh wow, he is sending. No, I didn't, you know, because yeah. up until that point, they they didn't know about it, and then it became that that huge attraction. That you know, people want to know. Okay, who's gonna fight for the WWE title, or you know, the, the World Heavyweight title, or the streak? You know, those are like the three main things that people wanted to know about every year right. and year out. But yeah, like I, I totally agree with you. The um, it was good, but it could have been a, a lot better. You know, but what would you what would you say is the best and worst match you've seen of Undertaker? The worst match? Wow. And the best. I mean, the Dragon Gonzalez one was not that great. <laughs> it's not a great match. Um, as far as the best match, uh, wow. I mean, the the matches against Shawn Michaels recently at the back of our WrestleMania's, that was probably some of his best matches. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, of his career, I would say. Even with the Triple H matches. Mm-hmm. You know? So those four matches alone were, were probably the best matches he ever had of his career right there. Oh, you should say five because he faced under t- he faced Triple H three times. Yeah, but but it, they weren't as they weren't as uh, classic as those last two okay. WrestleManias. No, I agree with that. So, I'm, but I'm talking about specifically those WrestleMania matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the two Triple H and the two Shawn Michaels, those were probably his best matches of his career. Well, yeah, I mean, no doubt about that. But which one would you say is your favorite match? If you had to pick any match, or would it still be one of the Shawn Michaels matches? Favorite match? Uh, mm-hmm. Man. Favorite Undertaker match. Wow. I mean, he's had some good ones. Um Favorite Undertaker match. I, I mean, I, I still gotta say it, it'd probably be that first that uh, WrestleMania Shawn Michaels match. That one was mm-hmm. a classic. Mm-hmm. That's probably even my favorite one. Forget which WrestleMania that was. Yeah, uh, that was Twenty-five. Twenty-five. There you go. Yeah, that that probably be my favorite. I mean, that was just a masterpiece. Yeah, I hear you. I I I I agree with you for the most part. Like I think. Uh, Undertaker's best matches were obviously the Shawn Michael, the Shawn Michael matches, the back-to-back years twenty-five and twenty-six. The first one was better. The second one was, you know, obviously Shawn Michaels' retirement match, and you know, it was kind of like, you know, basically a continuation of the 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 you know the first time they fought. Um, but to me, my favorite Undertaker match is the Hell in the Cell, you know, between him and Mankind. Well, yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, that, to me, that was more of a mankind moment than Undertaker. Oh yeah, but it was it was insane. Like if you just watch that match, man. Anytime you watch that match, or in my case, every time I watch that match, it's it's like you, you can't believe the stuff you see. Like how how did mankind survive? You know, the the yeah. toss off the the top of the hell in the cell, and then even worse. Uh, when he when he got uh what choke slammed to the the um the top of the ring, they didn't know they didn't know it was gonna it was it was it was gonna break. Oh, yeah. stuff too. Like if it was anybody else, they would have they would have got killed. Yeah, that that, that was, was definitely planned. one of my yeah no doubt yeah one of my favorite mankind matches. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. 
you know, mankind lost, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would definitely be my favorite mankind match as well, obviously. But um, yeah, I had an iconic. Yeah, and I and I would definitely agree with you. The Gonz- the Giant Gonzalez match was was easily his worst his worst match. Yeah, no, had, no question. The only good thing about that WrestleMania nine his was the entrance, you know, <laughs> being outside, you know. But yeah, other than that, the match was just craptacular. <laughs> yeah, but you know he left us a lot of great memories. You know, you know he's the phenom, and uh, you know we look forward to seeing him get officially inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, hopefully uh, this year if uh, you know things get back to normal. But the way how things are going, who knows? It might be. I don't know. God willing, hopefully everything will get back to normal. But uh, yeah, let's let's get into the actual Survivor Series because obviously the Undertaker uh, tribute was um, at, right after the pay per view. Yeah, the pay per view event was over. Um, yeah. So oh yeah, well yeah, he basically did say that. Um, you know, all those years he was telling people to rest in peace, but now it's time for the Undertaker to rest in peace. Yeah, but, no um, question about it. I mean, it's time to, you know, I think Undertaker should have retired, honestly, when he put his hat down in the ring. Yeah. You know, yeah that should have been that should have been it, but he decided to come back. You know, he had a flop with him, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and... Oh in that or okay, Saudi Arabia thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean that could have yeah. killed his legacy right there, you know. For real. And Shawn Michaels too, man. He broke his word for yeah. that match. Just for the money. He he he, he couldn't even give us a match against someone he never faced before, like Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Or or CM Punk if he still would have been in the company. He just he gave they gave us a fight and you know, like a, a, a match we've seen him do a million times. Uh, even though WWE was hyping up like this is the first time in history the Brothers of Destruction are fighting against the D Generation X, like these guys never fought each other a million times. Yes, they've never fought each other in a tag team match, you know. Um, the singles, yeah. You know, as the Brothers in Destruction and the DX, but these guys have fought each other hundreds of times. Like, oh, yeah, no question. I mean, I guess that's that was that the real end of the era match. Because <laughs> I mean, like. I mean, come on! Like after they fought, everybody fought after that. The 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 what was it? The third the third and final Triple H match that they had at WrestleMania, the end of an era, and then they they all fought because Shawn, even Shawn Michaels came out of retirement for that mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia match. So they all fought, you know, after that that match, that Hell in the Cell match in uh you know at WrestleMania many years ago. Yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, but um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, you you're hundred percent right. The um, I was I was expecting that he was gonna do the same thing too. He was gonna take off the hat and the coat, like he did when he lost to um Roman Reigns. Yeah, and like that because that one was more iconic and memorable, uh, than you know, than his exit. You know, he just walked off. You know, I thought you know what I thought was also was gonna happen too. 
after after he took off the hat and the 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 gloves and the the um you know the the coat he was gonna have they were gonna have that all those druids pop up and you know like oh yeah come come back come you know come with him and maybe he disappeared kind of like when he got buried alive the first time right 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 and you hear them singing you know those Gregorian chant kind of stuff yeah and I thought he was gonna disappear it would have been like that. But one thing, yeah, something just popped in my mind. The one great thing that they did do that I got to give them credit was Undertaker um, doing the, you know, the buying down and then they, they superimposed uh, Paul Bearer, you know, into the thing. So, yeah, I like that. Fox of the Undertaker for I like that, yeah. Always giving, you know, Paul Bearer his, his respect because, you know, Paul Bearer was very integral to his success and the crazy thing is, is that, um, you know, uh, Paul Bearer was really a, a mortician before he, um, you know, he he was he got into the business. Yeah, um, yeah. And, that, and oh yeah, um, he was talking to Undertaker was talking to Steve about that on that uh that interview. I don't know if you heard it. No, I didn't. Yeah, he was saying like basically when they were looking for a manager for for um for Undertaker, they were interviewing numerous people and then they interviewed uh Paul Bearer and you know, Vince McMahon basically asks, you know, everybody like, Is there anything about you know, about us that we should know about? So then he just randomly mentioned that he, he was a mortician and everybody started busting out laughing because he because Paul Bearer didn't even know that he was, you know, basically auditioning to become Undertaker's manager. He just happened to just mention that that's what he does on the side. So they, he didn't even know that he was auditioning for the part of Undertaker's, you know, manager. manager. So yeah. it worked out perfectly. And it, and it worked out, yeah, after mm-hmm. all these years. Yeah. I mean, Paul Bearer to Undertaker is what uh, Paul Heyman is to um, – you know, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But they're so inseparable. And ironically, Paul Heyman, you know, was, uh, you know, dressed up as Undertaker. Uh, I mean, not Undertaker, as uh, Paul Bearer in the feud when CM Punk was feuding against, uh, you know, Undertaker, which now that it just popped in my mind. We we both saw that match. That's oh, that yeah. Happened. Right, right. So, yeah, that, yeah, and that was, uh, that was uh, Undertaker's last win before the streak ended. The following year, and uh, that was CM Punk's last WrestleMania too. Right. Yep. But um, yeah, um, yeah. Moving on to uh, the actual pay per view event, uh, the Miz defeated uh, Dominic Mysterio to win the eighteen man dual brand battle royale. Dual brand battle royale. The Royal Rumble is that's basically what the Royal Rumble is. <laughs> well, but in any case, I mean, I don't win that again. A Miz, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's just so funny how they named it. Why didn't they just say it was a battle royale, a dual brand battle royale? That, that's <laughs> what happens in January. That happens every January. <laughs> dual brand. Why didn't they just say an 18 man battle royale? Yeah. Uh, all the all the battle royals are dual brands or even three brands, you know NXT or whatever. It's always it's always br- different brands. 
Yeah, they have one. At least if it's a match on Raw or SmackDown, it's always going to be a dual branded battle royale. Right. Moving on, moving along. Raw Team Raw, AJ Styles, Kevin, uh, Keith Lee, uh, Seth, I mean Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle. They defeat Team SmackDown, which had Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, uh, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and Otis. Yeah, the craziest thing that happened in that match was uh, Seth Rollins sacrificing himself, and let him get himself get um. Um, who kicked him in the uh, Sheamus, right? Sheamus, I think, gave him the broke kick. I think it was Sheamus, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just to, to just to put the, just to put Team SmackDown in a a, a five four hole. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous, man. You know, to be honest with you, I thought I thought Seth Rollins was gonna um Seth Rollins was gonna cost him the win. Like, I mean, like he was gonna like attack one of his members and then let them get pinned. Mm-hmm. I did not. Yeah. I did not say he was gonna let himself get. Beat up to, to cause them a victory. <laughs> My goodness. And then you have the Street Profits. They did, like uh, like we predicted. Uh, Street Profits uh, defeated New Day. Wait, Raw, Team Raw. Who who do we think was going to win Team Raw? The Team Raw. Uh, I thought Team Raw was going to win. I thought the yeah, Team Raw had a better team. Yeah, I think so too. I think I thought so too because they had Braun Strowman. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, so we did, so we were both right on the 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 team raw the the team raw versus SmackDown and Street Profit beating uh, New Day. Uh, let's see what other. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeating uh Shane, uh Sami Zayn. Obviously, Bobby Lashley is the the Raw United States Champion. Sami Zayn is the SmackDown Intercontinental Champion. Uh yeah, Bobby Lashley defeated him. No yeah, surprise there. I, I thought Bobby, Bobby Lashley would win that match. Mm-hmm. Sasha Banks, SmackDown Women's Champion, defeats Asuka, the Raw Women's Champion. I think we both picked Sasha to win, you know, because uh, Sasha really needed the win after her losing all these big-time pay-per-view events you know, yeah. in the past couple of years. So, I th- yeah, so she got that one. Yeah, I, I think Carmella attacked her also. But oh yeah, Sasha, Sasha finally got her revenge uh, on SmackDown tonight. Well, actually, well, yeah, I guess I could say tonight because it's 11:59. So yeah, um, I miss SmackDown tonight. Yeah, you really miss much. <laughs> but I'll recap it briefly. Um, you know, in a minute or two. Okay. Uh, Team Raw, uh, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce defeat Team SmackDown. Which have Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Bailey, and Natalia. You know, basically, they Team Raw won in the craziest fashion. I mean, we we thought Team Raw was gonna. Well, no, actually, I thought Team SmackDown was gonna win because they had Bianca Belair. I think you picked Team Raw. Yeah, I did. Uh huh. Yeah. So basically, Team Raw won because uh, Bianca Belair and Nia Jax got counted out. Which, as a result, Lana won the the um, the Survivor Series match. So, you know, congratulations to her. Congrats. And this past Raw was the first time she didn't go through a table. Really? If if I'm not mistaken, I don't think she because I think she, they were gonna put 
they were gonna put somebody they were gonna put somebody up through a table boat, but uh but they but uh well, Lana saved the person. I can't remember who it was though. Because, <clears throat> um, yeah, someone was gonna someone was gonna go through a table and then afterwards, um uh Lana saved her. I can't remember who, for whatever reason my memory is I can't remember who, who it was who she saved. Because it was some someone who helped her. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't even remember off the top of my head too, for whatever reason. It's it's a blur. Um, let me see. Let me. Okay, let me think about what happened on. Been on Raw. On Raw. Uh... I can't even remember what happened on Raw. <laughs> yeah, this is a, oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, Alexa Bliss, she she went full um, fiend, and she defeated uh, Nikki Cross. Um, you know, she she basically was, um, you know, she uh, tricked uh, Nikki Cross into thinking that she was, you know, wrestling with being her old self and the new fiend. And she, you know, she get, she hit her with the sister Abigail, got the, you know, got the victory. Um, trying to remember what else. Oh yeah, the um, the fiend cost Randy Orton a a, a title shot opportunity uh, when he faced who did he face? Let me try to remember. Um, yeah, he 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 lost to AJ Styles. So yes, uh, New Day, New Day defeated Hurt Business to retain the Raw Tag Team titles. Real defeated Sheamus advanced to the number one contender triple threat match. Um, Oscar and Lana, there you go, Oscar. Oscar and Lana defeated Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler in a, in a non tag team title match. Uh, Keith Lee defeated Bobby Lashley via DQ when, when MVP attacked uh, Keith Lee to advance to the, to the um, number one contender triple threat match. Uh, Alexa Bliss defeated uh, Nikki Cross, like we mentioned, and mm-hmm. AJ Styles defeated Randy Orton to advance to the number one contender triple threat match next week. So next week is going to be AJ Styles, uh, Keith Lee, and Riddle to determine whoever wins that match is going to that triple threat match will deter, determine who will face Drew McIntyre for the uh, the WWE title. That's going to be a good match. Mhm. Uh, and then on SmackDown, basically Roman Reigns was was still PO'd about you know I guess um, Jey Uso's team losing to Team SmackDown, and uh, uh, you know Jey Uso lost his mind and started attacking Otis. Uh, he attacked Kevin Owens after the match that they had the main event. And uh, Kevin Owens, uh, you know, stunned him. Um, let me see what else. What else happened? And I can't remember anything that happened on Raw. That's not good. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, so here's what happened on SmackDown. Oh yeah, the Hurt oh. Business, and you mentioned the Hurt Business from New yeah. Day, right? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defeated Street Profits nine title match. Sami Zayn defeated. Uh, Daniel Bryan via count out. Bianca Belair defeated Natalia. Murphy defeated 
Team Corbin, thanks to the Mysterios interfering and, uh, you know, helping him out, the distraction, the, the referee. And then Kevin Owens defeated Jey Uso via disqualification because Jey, Jey Uso kept attacking him with a chair. But that still didn't stop Kevin Owens from, uh, you know, sending a message to Jey Uso by hitting him with a chair and stunnering him and basically challenging Roman Reigns to come and help his, his cousin out, which Roman Reigns didn't. So, yeah, that's basically what happened on, uh, you know, on, you know, the WWE. Yeah. NXT, uh, they're going to have a War Games pay-per-view coming up. Um, Basically, they're going to have the Undisputed Era um, fighting against um, uh, Pat McAfee's uh, group. And um, yeah, for the women's, uh, the women's, uh, what you call it? The women's uh, war game match. Their, um, what's her name? Uh, Tony Tony Storm. She turned heel and attacked Ember Moon, and she formed, you know, the war games group with uh, with uh, Dakota Kai. Um, Gonzalez. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other who else was on that team. Oh, Candice LeRae. And they're gonna basically fight against um, Amber Moon. Um, I, I would assume uh, Shashi Blackheart. Uh, I can't remember the other people who. I don't even remember if they even uh, mentioned who the other people they're gonna. That's gonna be in their group. But um. Yeah, that that pay per view is gonna come up uh, soon, and um, yeah, Kevin Owens he he hosted the um, the KO show where he um, you know basically he ho- he hosted uh, you know the Kevin Owens show and had the uh, Leon Ruff the, N- the NXT North American Champion um, you know come on that show. So basically, um that that's gonna hype up a, a future bout that um they're gonna be a th- triple threat match between Kevin Owens no not Kevin Owens, uh Leon Ruff, Damian Priest, and Johnny Gargano for the North the North American NXT championship. Uh AEW trying to remember what happened with that one. I saw I saw AEW a bit. I just saw uh, Jericho and the fans just um, just uh, chanting his song. Yeah, just singing yeah. his song. Oh yeah, they love his song. They do that. They do that like literally every week. They, oh, they, they do. Oh. Yeah, they love his song, uh, Judas. Um. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, Kenny Omega got attacked by John Moxley because. Uh, Kenny Omega was, I think, t- talking smack about John Moxley's father, and uh, basically, this is gonna set up the feud. I-, I think they're gonna fight each other next week. I, I think this is coming, this coming uh, Wednesday, I-, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, they, um, you know, John Moxley, he's gonna defend, uh, he's gonna defend his AEW championship, and uh, you know, against. 
against uh, Kenny Omega. Interesting. But um, let me see. What was I going to say? Yeah, it's it's this this uh let's see. Yeah, they're gonna fight uh this Wednesday, December second. Uh Hangman Adam Page defeated John Silver from the Dark Order. Powerhouse Will um Will Hobbs. Um he turned heel last week and he defeated uh Lee Johnson and be and joined Team Taz, you know, F D W group. With Brian Cage and uh, Ricky Starks, um, Top Flight lost to TH2. Inner Circle defeated uh, SCU. Inner Circle had Jericho and um, uh, Jake Hager, formerly known as Jack Swagger, defeating SCU, which had Christopher Daniels and um, uh, Frankie Kazarian, Akira Shida, the women's champion, defeated Anna J from the Dark Order to retain the AEW Women's Championship. And Butcher and the Blade defeated um, Pac, formerly known as um, um, Neville and, and Phoenix. So, yeah, that's, that's... Oh, yeah, yeah, another thing. Right. Cody Rhodes um, was was talking smack about the you know um Taz's F F T W title which now uh, Brian Cage you know is the champion now and Taz was basically arguing with Cody Rhodes to make F T W a recognized title because this this title has existed ever since uh Taz was in ECW but it was never a recognized title and AEW hasn't recognized this title either so Wow. Basically, so basically, Cody was um, was telling him that he it would be under consideration, and Cody Cody Rhodes was telling him that basically, um, you know, his son is uh, Taz's real life son. Hook is training with him, and not Taz. Which Taz got upset, and Taz was about to leave the ring, and then he he put that he put Cody in a Taz mission. Which is like the first time uh, um, Taz has ever been physical in AEW. Mm, wow. But um, yeah the 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 next uh yeah this this upcoming Friday should I mean this upcoming Wednesday should be a real good uh, uh you know event. Yeah, anything is, is this is this upcoming Friday? No, this coming Wednesday, December second. Oh, Wednesday, okay. Right. So yeah, that's 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 it in the world of wrestling. Anything you'd like to say? Oh uh, well, there's a Tyson. Tyson is fighting Roy Jones tomorrow night, mm. uh, or actually at this time uh, later tonight, I should say. So that should be interesting. You guys check that out, and just guys, just stay safe out there. And enjoy the rest of the holiday weekend. Who do you think is going to win, Tyson or, or Jones? Tyson. Yeah, I, I got. I'm picking Tyson as well. Yeah. Should be an interesting bout. Oh definitely, yeah. Definitely picking Tyson. 
Um, well, you you hear the man. Um, you know, I hope you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um, you know, I love, you know, hopefully you guys will be able to check out uh, the next episode of Sports on the Legend. Um, back at its regular time, Saturdays at 11. Check out my YouTube channel, Sports on the Legend TV. And I hope you guys have a wonderful and blessed uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So, he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramo, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.